wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL this is the other side of the ball. I am the host of this show, Casey Cox. Alongside me, as always, my two co-hosts, it's Double D, Derek Duncan, the division owner and minor league football hall of famer. And then we have Chris Vera, the division manager. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? I'm doing great. A lot better than I was last Wednesday. Anyway. <clears throat> I would argue you were doing better last Wednesday, but Casey, <laughs> very happy to have you have the right connection to participate this week. Uh, we missed you last week. Uh, we had your listening ears and what have you, but we couldn't have your contributions because of bad connectivity. So glad we got that worked out and welcome back to the party. I yeah, appreciate well, it. And I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to be back on um, last weekend or last week. It just didn't seem to matter. Where at in Vegas I moved around to to try to get a connection. Wherever I was at, there was some type of weather or some type of clouds or something messing with the connection, and I could not get one for the life of me. Well, glad we're through it. So uh, to let the listeners know, we had a guest schedule for tonight, and well, we had a schedule for last night, and I screwed that up. Uh, my connection was super awful and we had to reschedule for tonight and our guest hasn't popped back in yet. So we're going to wing this shit. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel great about it. I don't know with about these Chris. Three clowns on the, on the, with the three clowns that we have right now, just the three of us, I think we can wing it and still make something out. Uh, clowns with just wings. Saying. Here we go. Let's, let's go. Yeah, there we go. go. Clowns <laughs> uh, heavenly clowns? I don't know if that's how that would go, but. I wonder what a heavenly clown actually looks like. <laughs> Man. Scary yet uh, angelic all at the same time. <laughs> You're one of those guys that thinks clowns are scary. Dude, don't, uh, we're not going to go there. Yes, I, I do. I do not like clowns. I did when I was a kid. Had a bad experience. Me and clowns don't get, get, don't get along. Okay, I don't get along with clowns. I'm just saying. You should have never told me that. I cannot wait. Next Halloween, it's on. Oh, damn. All right. Well, <clears throat> I can hide it. I can hide it. Not real well. <laughs> you can't run from the nose. 
Oh God! Yeah, this is gonna All be right. ugly. We, we've we've already gone off the rails, Casey. We're, we're gonna fly off the handle. You said you had a couple yes, things are. you wanted to talk about before me and Chris take this thing all the way to the gutter. What do you got? About it? Well, the the main thing that I kind of wanted to go over tonight. I know we may not have all the numbers and all the takings of of what went on, but we did have an event at the backyard the other night and. I thought that event from the few hours that I was there and showed up and shook hands and said hello, thought that it was well attended, well put together. Um, a few bands got up on stage by my understanding and performed for everybody. Um, so, uh, Derek, you were there for a little bit as well. Uh, what were your thoughts on on how that event looked and how it went? Uh, as everything that we've been doing in Las Vegas, uh, on the surface, it looked like it was a well put together event and everyone, it was very well attended. Everyone seemed to have a great time. I know we sold a lot of raffle uh, tickets. I don't know exactly how much we made yet or how much we made on the silent auction, but there were a few items that went unbid on on the silent auction. So we might just do a silent auction day uh, to try to turn that on again because there's really great prizes up there that people might uh, want to get and some additional exposure that our partners would want, but back to the event, uh, there was a lot of craziness happening behind the scenes, including me not getting back from Bullhead and meeting with Anderson Automotive Arena to try to lock in uh, our uh, championship game information and the weekend we're going to do all there. We got back to town like 10 after four and the event basically started at four. So luckily we have the likes of Coach Q who can set up anything on the fly and get everything going. He was there taking care of us. I finally got to the venue uh, around 5.30 and then had to turn around and drop people off after the fact, after we got the full setup done. And I finally got back in the building around 6. And by that time, the music had started. Things were going well. Lots of great conversations ha being had. A couple sponsors were in the building. Uh, to Omar Cruz with the Vegas Nighthawks for coming in and hooking us up with uh, four Nighthawk tickets and a prize pack for the Nighthawks. So that was really cool. And helps uh, solidify our affiliation, or not affiliation, but our uh, agreements, I guess we'll say, or uh, uh, cooperation with them and their, their marketing teams. And uh, just, just an all around good time. Everyone seemed to be happy. The drinks were flowing. Uh, there was no food available. So that part stunk, but uh, last minute cancellations kind of put us in a bad situation there. But uh, we definitely will do something like that again. I think it was a good time had by all. Uh, Casey, I love the new haircut and your smiling face. I got to see for the first time in a week. Uh, I think one of the things that I might do next is uh, put a $10,000 bounty on me, me shaving my head. So we'll see if we can raise some money doing that maybe. But uh, now that your hair is cut short, I'm thinking maybe I need some of that action and maybe I can raise some money behind it. Hey, well, there you go. I'm glad I could give you the idea and spark that. Hey, Derek, I'll switch with you. I'll, you shave your head, I'll grow mine out. I have not seen you with hair since your wedding pictures. Are you, are you sure you can? I mean, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I can. I could grow it out. I just don't because it bugs the hell out of me. But I'll, I'll, I'll make that partial with you and say, hey, you know what? Derek shaves his head. I'll grow my hair out for however long we, we, we uh, kind of discuss it and make it, a th make it a thing. So if it's like three months, four months, whatever it is, I'll grow it out. You guys can see how my hair looks after uh three months of no sh no cutting i would, would love to see you with a baby fro interesting <laughs> uh and uh fro and <laughs> the dafro 
<laughs> Since I can't say the other one on air, I can't adapt from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're we're gonna leave we're gonna leave that nickname out of this. <laughs> I I will never make it public, dude. I will tell everybody else behind the scenes because it's hilarious. But I don't want that to get big, and then everyone start calling you that and have it be my fault. It is hilarious, though. I, I gotta admit it. And when it and when we're talking about it and how it all came about was even funnier. It, it was super organic. Anyway, now since we're talking all this inside baseball and not keeping the fans entertained, let's move on to the next part. Thanks, right. <laughs> So uh, I did want to kind of give you guys an update on uh, where we're at registration-wise. We, oddly enough, and the actual numbers don't really quantify what's possibly happening with the team uh, right now. Got uh, uh, three teams that are fully registered with people locked in boardrooms in between one and eight registered. Which hmm. is strange, but we I know like the force pretty well announced on their uh, Facebook uh, after they finished their, I don't know if it was a camp or mini tryouts or whatever that might be. So we expect their, their roster to be updated and ready to rock and roll. And then I'm also guessing that anyone that gets cut from that team will end up on some of the other teams. And then I know the Las Vegas Kings are having their mini camp this coming weekend. And they brought, I want to say 65 people to camp and they can only keep 35. So there'll be 30 folks in Vegas looking for a home. So I'm hoping that will help uh, keep some, fill some rosters and we should have a fantastic spring season. If nothing else, I'm going to make sure we do, but that that's kind of behind the scenes, how things are going so far with registrations. Uh, we are locked in and permanent at Bonanza High School. There was some conversation about potentially moving to another site, but uh, that didn't come through in the timetable that we needed it to happen. So we are rocking and rolling there. Uh, we had meetings with uh, the broadcast companies uh, today to solidify our broadcast. So it looks like we're 80% there across the board and feeling 100% confident that it's all going down. Nice. <clears throat> so we're going to have some... Uh... Some player movement coming up then, huh? For sure. So anything that's, you know, I'm trying to think. Do we have anything that's major? What do you mean? Any player, any major player announcements that are well, that we are had, major movements? Well, we had Trey Robinson announced that he was uh, going to be playing for the Insomniacs. On yeah. The, that's huge. Right. <clears throat> That, that is huge, especially with the Insomniacs obviously not having had any wins in spring or fall so far. And now they're coming back with our spring offensive MVP as one of their guys, we assume, uh, just based on what Trey said. I mean, who, yep. you know, who, whatever actually happens week one when people step on the field will be a whole other thing. Uh, one of, the, one of the other things that's happening behind the scenes is the conversation about uh, changing our uh, – for lack of a better term, trade deadline or free agency deadline. Uh, we've got some conversation going back and forth as to whether we should just keep it wide open through week two and make everyone uh, able to jump from team to team until week two is complete. And then week three, uh, at the end of week two, rocks is lock. Or the way we've done in the past is uh, like after week five, uh, up, up until week five, players team to team with coach with two coaches agreeing 
And if they don't agree, they sit, the player sits out for a week and then still makes the jump and they're responsible for their own uniform. Uh, that's how it was set up before, but it seems like the uh, coaches are leaning towards the two-week wide-open platform situation and then lock rosters f- as far as trades are concerned and people jumping from team to team, but keep free agency open until uh, until the playoffs start. So that's mm-hmm. something that uh, I'd like to get your guys' opinion on that, like uh, kind of walking that through. Uh, which version do you think is best for us and why? Um, I think that the... Uh... You know, there's two ways to really look at it. The wide openness for the first two weeks is always something that you know, I, I'm sure that, you know, we used to do back in the day as well. But <clears throat> and then come week three, your rosters lock and, and there's no movement at all. But I wonder if that would also be um, conducive for us going more of a, a pro style and really trying to lock things in because, I mean, let's face it, you can trade players and do stuff to the uh, trade deadline for most most pro leagues. They don't have a wide open where guys can just move around if they want to. It's set from, you know, obviously from spring training on. So that's kind of my question. Are we, how, how, how do we want to look at this and how do we want to uh, really make this thing into a, uh, um, more of a of what we're talking about being pro style and really locking things in the way it should be for a pro style league. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the, the, the two week mayhem sounds like fun, but at the same time, I think a more locked in situation would probably be better because something tells me you're going to have some complaints about the uh, movement in that first two weeks. Oh, you know, you're going to, but since the coaches seem to have, voted that direction and if it does come down that way it will be their choice collectively so they can only complain that they voted for it and then i'll put it back on them and as it should be i mean if they're they're gonna say hey yeah that sounds like a great idea until it actually happens and then they're going wait a minute maybe that wasn't such a good idea hey you voted on it so um yeah i'd like to see how it shakes out i wouldn't mind seeing it well, but that speaks to the uh, democracy of our league and how we're kind of pulling some things together that we're collectively deciding things and not just unilaterally using like a dictatorship and say, here's how we're doing it, fall in line. You know, we're, we're trying to get the opinions of the guys who are involved to make the situation best for everyone involved. And that seems to be the way they want to go. Then I don't have a problem with it. I mean, if, like I said, if that's the situation and everybody agrees with it, it makes sense. <laughs> But you, Casey, what's your thoughts? I mean, I kind of, I kind of like the the two week idea, um, but I also, I don't know, I'm kind of still kind of up in the air about it. I'm kind of having to think about it a little bit because there's a part of me that goes, you know, looking at some of the more professional, and that's where we're trying to go as professional with it type league. You know, you know, you lock your rosters to a point after week two, and then any like free agencies that want to add on you lock like there's no free agency and no movement in that area after like week five. Yeah. So the structure currently, if it votes this way, it will be wide open for people jumping from team to team until week two. And then after that free agency, the roster lock as far as people jumping, but from week two to week seven, free agency stays open for bringing new players in who, we're not currently rostered on another team. I like that. Yeah. 
think yeah, for we'll, the way we're we'll, structured, I think that works. Yeah, we'll see it through and see how it works. It was a little different from last year, but I, I don't I don't hate it. It certainly stops people from jumping teams after week two, and won't, we won't have to deal with that BS going jumping jumping around and people complaining about that part. And the greatest thing about that, you still have your roster limits. So if a team has 35 and a guy wants to join the team, too bad, so sad. Right. Basically, you got to go to battle with the soldiers you got uh, once you've filled out your roster to 35. And if your team stinks, you got to figure out how to make it better because you can't go nowhere else. Exactly. Yep. But, I mean, it's good. You know, it's great, though. And we're not looking at it this way. Maybe we should be. Players are out there, man. Players are, are seeing what's going on in the A7FL, and they're like, hey, I want to go. I want to come play. You don't want to be For out sure. there. I want to see what's going on. So, I mean, raising, um, you know, the level of interest in Vegas that I've seen and talking to people, being out there and talking to people and, and just talking to people from even outside of Vegas when I, when I do my traveling and they're interested in, wait, what's A7FL? I've shown more people the YouTube of a seven and guys are like, man, when's that start? I want to start watching games live. Where can I see this? We're starting to see the amount of people that are watching and becoming interested in becoming fans. That number is growing. So where this is going, who knows, but man, it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah. The fan base is growing tremendously. And I think uh, a lot of the moves we've been making, you know, in, in game and the players obviously sharing posts and sharing their highlights and things of that nature is creating a fan base on their side that's amplifying and, and helping us out in that regard. So as long as we keep doing that and we keep having events like the uh, lacrosse night where we grab potentially 3,500 new fans that have never seen us before and we do a good job capturing them, then we this thing should be rock solid. And we're also talking uh, gaming and hopefully getting in bed with a gaming partner here shortly. And we know in Las Vegas, once you are available to be bet on, you've got a whole nother uh, faction of people who want to pay very close attention to your games. Well, you know what's next after that? Fantasy. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think a, uh, a fantasy league would be huge for us too. Oh, hell yeah. And by the oh, way, yeah, I'm taking RTC. I don't care what y'all, what y'all think or what you say. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking that number one pick. I'm taking RTC. That's going to be my, that's going to be my, my keeper. And that's going to be the dude I, I grow around. So I'm just letting you know, no, no, now Lex Luthor is probably going to be my quarterback. I'm just saying, just saying. I don't know, man. If you're looking for all purpose yards, I think K Uno has got the most of those. Yeah, but I'm looking for guys that can, I'm looking for a dude that could throw me some, uh, some deep passes and give me some touchdowns. Score me them points. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, with Lex on that one. I, I, I'd have K. Uno as my backup, as my number two. So that way when, you know, if anything should happen, I, I got my backup going. So I'm already thinking about this. I'm already thinking about this. I'm in, I'm in my own head with it. So well, already All right, you take, K, you take K. Uno and, and uh, Lex Luther, and I'll take Scary Codrington. We'll be good to go. This is okay. This is right. turning well, into a conversation, <laughs> and I mean, my input on that is, I mean, from other things that I've seen, I think if I'm looking at somebody who's a like a bull rusher who can run the ball as my running back, I might be taking Tone Smith, and then I might take my quarterback, and probably, honestly, I would probably have to take Trey as my quarterback. Those would be my two guys to build a team around. Well, there you go. 
this conversation just went in a completely different direction and I'm, I'm not prepared to do a whole fantasy draft. So let, let's leave that alone. <laughs> it's fun to think about. It's fun to yeah, think it about. It is fun I mean, to think about. With everything think, that we got going on, it's something that I think is going to wind up coming up sooner rather than later. I agree. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think uh, us going through the all pro with the guys from back East and the three on one podcast, shout out to uh, a 7FL presents the three on one podcast with Matt Ryan. Big Rob Fabian and Corey Hammond uh, usually drops on uh, Wednesday mornings. So uh, tune in and make sure you uh, follow, like, and subscribe their podcast, our podcast, the parlay of the guys we had on last week and RTU and the hour view folks here in Las Vegas. So search them all up, like, subscribe, give us some love. So that way we can uh, finance some of these things down the road and uh, make, make our presentation even better. I, I'm, I think one of the things that we, in Vegas need to do or and the West Coast need to do is get ourselves in a position to do the video version of this so we can have a half hour, a one hour TV show because, uh, you know, our Fox affiliate mentioned uh, they want that from us and we've never had the opportunity to put that together. Wow. TV show. That's, yeah. that's, you really want my ugly mug on TV? Uh, on second thought, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Uh, no, we, don't we definitely want to. <laughs> well, we, we need pretty pretty boy vera on tv man like, i don't know about pretty boy um but uh, i'll be uh, if this ugly mug got to get on tv i'm good with that at least people will be talking about me around town i'm sure that won't all be good which it never is but that's all right let the haters hate i'm good with that i have no problems yeah, you'll you don't be get fine. to my hey, you don't get to my age caring too much about what people say about you anyway. Uh, well, let, let's put it this way. We're at a, we're at a day and time and a day and age in, uh, in uh, pop culture where you don't have to be pretty to be on TV and you may catch a little shade, but there'll be more people supporting your ugly ass than you have to worry about. Yeah, true. That's true. But I'm looking, you know, anything that we could do to help out, man, that, that's always going to be a, a definitely a piece that I would join in and, and do at any point in time. Because that's, um, you know, more TV time and more people looking at us and talking about the uh, A7FL and talking about the league, the better off we are. So I'm all for it. So that just means we need to get our uh, podcasting equipment and video software and all of that stuff lined up to a point where, you know, we're, we're I, I can't be doing the show from a Starbucks in a remote location right. because they get the best Wi-Fi. I need to make sure I'm in, a, in the right room to handle things like this so we can be on TV the right, right way. So, so yeah. a lot of things need to change in the back end for us to pull this off. And uh, if we all went to a single studio and we're there together in a single studio, the vibe and feel would be better. But then we you know, have to make arrangements with our families to make sure that we can do that too. So there's a lot of moving parts to make, to pull that off and happy to do so, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably have to do it in my house. So my wife is still willing to be married to me. <laughs> I'm okay with that, man. Yeah. You live on the other side of town, but I'm all right. I love your house. Jen is a great person. So I'm always good with that. So yeah, man. Whenever, whatever we got to do to help out, whatever we got to do to make it happen. I'm there. And whatever it takes to build this thing, I'm I'm down for. I just need to know when, where, and what time. Uh oh. Uh oh. Casey's Casey's back in the matrix. <laughs> did, you, did you move again, Casey? No, I did not actually. 
Let's see, this is exactly what I mean. So we'll have to make sure that we're on a place with robust Wi-Fi or in, in with a hard wire connection, which we can do at my place at least. But we'll, we'll get it figured out, whatever it is. Hey, whatever it takes, like you said. All good for it. <clears throat> so as we're talking about this, uh, these um, uh, movements and possible movements and what's coming up for uh, this coming season, um, I know that as we get a little bit closer, we'll talk about the teams we think are going to be there in the playoffs. We'll talk about all that fun stuff. I know that it is um, one of those things we've already kind of looked at the receipts on what we called for last season and what was going to happen and, and um, you know, who was going to be there. Lord knows I was wrong with uh, a big piece of it, but that's all right. Um, I was right with another piece of it, and I'm looking forward to – this upcoming season, because I think this is going to be by far the best season we've seen um, in a seven in Vegas. I, I, I really don't think that um, it's only going to be two top teams. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be a chance for four or five top teams uh, going in this and maybe more because yeah. we don't know what to expect with some of the teams. Yeah. And until you said or more, I was going to say I would have to disagree with you on that because I honestly looking at it from my perspective with all the player movement that's went around, the new players being added, the new coaches that have come in, the new are you know ready already prepared teams that have come in. Like there's easily just looking at the board, six or seven teams that could easily be a major factor come playoff time. Yeah, let's well, talk about that a little bit. So we got both uh, Sick with It, which is a brand new team that's coming to us, which to round out our total of eight teams. And then the new look Insomniacs, which is run by our boy James that Chris and I both played with in the last couple of years that, you know, we were playing competitively, uh, who was running the Insomniacs and already, you know, grabbed the likes of Trey Robinson. So both those teams have showed up and kind of taken some of the marquee guys from other teams and put them on their rosters already, leaving, you know, Kryptonite and Pit Bosses figuring, trying to figure out who's going to be their, their stars. Uh, not to get into the whole preview of uh, week one, but right now on our registration platform, not that this matters at all, the force has one player registered and the pit bosses have one player registered. So, I mean, it looks like it's going to be RTC versus uh, J. Dot Sykes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Playing one on one. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, obviously, but. It, uh, right. We don't we don't know what our first week bet's going to look like, Chris. I, I, I have a lot of confidence that the force is coming back to the table in full force with a 35 man roster. And I would assume that the pit bosses are work are in the lab and taking some guys from the links and setting them up to be part of the pit bosses. But until the, they get registered, I just don't know. No, I can understand that. And I think that um, I won't lie to you. And so, you know, I, I'll be up front after Troy said. Oh yeah, we'll be. Don't worry about it. We'll be putting um, we'll be putting things together, and you'll see all of our squad on the. I was like, oh, how many players are we talking, Troy? And then he said, I think we'll have about thirty-five. And I was like, oh damn, damn, <laughs> damn. All right, I guess I'm gonna owe Derek some money <laughs> on this whole thing. Damn it. Okay. So, um, where did you want to go to dinner again? <laughs> oh, it was a thousand dollars. There's no dinner involved. Damn it, I was trying to get out cheap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In that case, we'll go to Barry's. <laughs> Barry's. Okay. Yeah, okay. Then I'm still going to be paying $1,000. <laughs> at least we'll get, at least 500 of it will go to your meal. 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can we? Can we at least? Can we at least hook our boy up and say we'll go to Primal? Oh yeah, that, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's what. That's where we need to go. Yeah. That, Shout oh, out. That's, that's... Shouts out to Chad and Primal. They, they've taken good care of us in the past. Oh, major care. And uh, uh, Chad, I will probably see you in two weeks because date night with the wife. I think we're heading out there. So shout out to Chad and his whole crew. We're talking uh, Angel, the uh, cook. We're talking um, one of my one of my boys, man. I got to tell you, if you ever go to uh, Primal and you want to check in and, and get get somebody taking care of you, man, um, Gio is probably one of the best dudes you'll meet. And he's a general manager. Just go in and ask for him. Tell him Chris sent you. Dude is will take care of you like nobody's business. He's part of the family. All right. If they want any more, they're gonna have to pay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, um, what's uh? I don't know if you guys just got um the whole thing. It looks like we might be having our our guest arrive. It looks like. Yep. And we'll see. Right. I'm rep- I'm reposting the link just in case. We'll see. It hasn't All happened right. yet. See what's going on. All right. So while that's happening, uh, let's see what else is going on behind the scenes. Uh, there was something else I wanted to say, and I forgot. Oh, uh, so did I talk about uh, John Woods uh, taking over the uh, official scorekeeper position and going to be the uh, replay official up in the booth? You, you, we no, we didn't talk. We didn't talk about it. I mean, it's been internal, but it, nothing said yeah. like we are now. So um, I think that's huge. Um, I think that needs to be known, if you will, because that that's going to help out tremendously. And then on top of that, we're also John doing... knows that knows how big that is. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, we, he's got an idea. We talked about it a little bit, but it's going to be huge for us. Yeah. And then. Uh, uh, the we will have a league provided statistician for real time stats this season as we get prepared for for gaming that is a requirement from the gaming folks so uh the league is getting ahead of that and making sure that vehicle is rock solid for the season nice so we got all and, going on behind the scenes and now live on our phone and in our zoom and last to show up but first in our hearts mr <laughs> rtu what's up buddy what's good gang what's how's it been I, I apologize man my daughter had my phone you know i was locked into a few different things and i just look at i just thought to myself like i was supposed to be doing something today then i seen <laughs> this time i apologize y'all what so, since we're here what time do you normally go to bed at night it's 9 40 where you're at you're, and how old's your daughter hey my daughter she's two but I, me personally, I normally go to bed probably around like one o'clock in the morning. Man, y'all East Coast Damn. freak me out. I, yeah, right? No. If I'm, yeah, if I'm I, going I to bed at by 10. Right. On a weeknight, if I'm going to bed at one in the morning, something's gone horribly wrong. Yep. Nah, nah, man. I'm just a night out. <laughs> or I'm on vacation. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Mr. RTU, welcome to the show. You got uh, Casey Cox, the host, uh, Derek Duncan, who you've talked to in the past, and yes, sir. Uh, Chris Vera, the division manager. Last time I think you talked to Chris, he was our commissioner. He's been promoted. So, okay. uh, congrats. Well, Thank you. I appreciate it. No doubt. But, uh, man, 
thank you for coming on and saving the show. We've been talking about a whole right. lot of nothing the last 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a pleasure to be here, fellas. I'm just right. happy to be here. So so uh, let, let's get get the bullshit out of the way. Let's talk Baltimore, man. W- what happened to the rare breed? Well, um, what happened was um, nobody bought the Baltimore division. And a DC d- dude bought um, the division and wanted to kind of make it like a DMV thing. And it had something to do with uh, a name change or something like that. And I guess the rare breed, they didn't want to kind of go through with it. But what I will say is, the, even though our top teams is gone, they have, from my understanding, they have joined together to make a, 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 a I, w- I would like to say a super team in the Baltimore Watchmen. And there's two, there's two teams now left in Baltimore, right? The, the Watchmen, yes. which is the super team. And then what's the other team? The uh, DC Buzz. Okay, so the DC Buzz are being considered a Baltimore team, not uh, even though they're out of the DC area. Yes, pretty much. It, it, okay, got it. So all of Baltimore has condensed down to one team, the Watchmen? Yes. Holy shit. Uh, holy crap. <laughs> listen, dude's going to have to watch out for that team, man. That team right there, that Baltimore Watchmen team, I didn't see them, Russia. Them dudes are going to be a problem. Obviously, I mean, Obviously, we, I, re- I remember all the talent that was in Baltimore. I mean, mm-hmm. we, don't get it twisted. We don't know any of the names. We just know how good they looked on TV when the Gators and the Rare Breed stacked up against the eventual guys who competed in the championship games and what they looked like and how much trouble they gave the eventual championship team. So you take both sure. those teams, turn them into one. There's not a lot of holes there. And, and they, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, now the real question is, OK, um, you know, a lot of those dudes on that team, they're used used to being chiefs. Now, can they all put it together and some become Indians now? Because, you know, some guys are used to being starters. Can some guys accept the fact that, okay, now I got to come off the bench, you know, because the guy in front of me can do it just as good, if not better than me, you know what I mean? No, like, no disrespect to their game or whoever's, you know, the second string dudes are, but you know, like you said, it's not really no holes. But I, me personally, I want to see how well they mesh together because they're two top dogs, you know. And if they can all put their pride to the side and follow one leader, it's going to be uh, it's going to be crazy. Let, let me just say this. It's easy to put egos aside when you're winning. Yeah. If you're not when you're not winning. It is not easy at all to put egos aside. Like we're, we're not winning. You're starting that dude over me. I can do that job and he can't. Yeah, and I said that I said that on my RTU uh, show. I said I want to see you know everybody has fun winning, like you said. But when they catch that first real loss, we want to see how they respond. So that's my my you know thing. I want to see how they respond after a first uh, after a loss. All right, quick quick shameless plug. Go ahead and plug your your pod where people can find it and and how they can find it and when okay, it drops. So- if you you well, I normally go live throughout the weekends. I don't have a real set schedule through not I'm sorry, not through the weekends, but throughout the week, typically on Tuesdays, sometimes on Thursdays. But the um our Instagram is called the RT the Real Talk You. And for short, you can type in RTU because I use the hashtag a lot. And for my Facebook page, it's the Real Talk You as well. And I have a like page called the RTU. So if you type in RTU. Um, it's going to have like a little hand. And it's going to say the real talk universe. 
and that's where you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook. All right, and the, you go live on both platforms simultaneously. So no matter no, if they're I, following you, mainly on my Facebook because that's where all my viewers come from, and that's where all my followers. I just expanded and went to the Instagram probably a, a few months ago, so I'm still working on it, trying to get that up and running as well. All right, and then when you go live, you keep the recording up there so people can come check it out after the yes. fact if they can't catch you live. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Right, and, and then I share, I sometimes I share like, you know, older games that not the games that you guys are used to seeing. I'm talking about from when I was a rookie back in 15, 16, 17. So kind of like, you know, the older games, sometimes I kind of share them just to kind of give the newer viewers a taste of what it was like before the league got to where it is now. When y'all were playing on grass and glass. No, 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 <laughs> no. See, all right, so I came into the league right after they was playing on that. So we, I always had a decent, you know, upbringing in this league. I always had turf fields. So, you know, back, you uh, know. So you're, before, you're with us bougie cats. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Me personally, I, I, prefer, I prefer that grass, you know. Because to me, the grass shows who, who puts in the work and who don't. Okay. I can get with that. All right. So uh, are you playing this season? I guess will be the oh, next question. Yes, sir. Definitely. Playing. And, and where can we find RTU uh, lacing them up? Uh, the DC Buzz. I've been playing with them uh, oh, uh, shit. last couple of seasons. Um, I played with um, <clears throat> the Vikings like two years ago when the Vikings were still around. That was before um, Rare Breed came about. And um, ever since then, I told myself, like, you know what? You know, I want to go help a, you know, lower tier team become better. And that's exactly what I did. You know, not saying I don't want to take all the credit to say, oh, yeah, because I came over with a lot better. No, because them guys, one thing about the D.C. Buzz, they work hard, like practicing. We've been practicing for months. So, you know, them dudes work hard, but a little bit of structure a little veteran leadership definitely helps along the way as well, as long as with some veteran dudes on the team as well. Yeah, there's nothing, as far as I'm concerned, in the A7FL that is as important as a, as veteran A7 leadership. If you don't have someone who understands how the league is structured and how to win on certain plays and what people are doing across the country and how they're winning, it's very hard to just step onto a field and complete not ever having understood what it feels like. And we talked about this on our show uh, a few weeks back, when, when the pit bosses were out here in Vegas, they were starting to blow people out. I was like, yeah, they look good, but they're not going to stack up against a team like BIC or the U until they've had a chance to play a team like the BIC or the U because they don't know what that feels like yet. If you've never tasted, uh, if you never tasted a Caesar salad, you wouldn't know how to figure out how to go cook it on your own. You're going to have to look at somebody else's recipe and figure it out. And then when you go to taste it, if you've never had it before, you don't really know if it tastes right or not. You just know, okay, mm -hmm. that's pretty good, right? Yes, so sir. Yes, sir. Until you've got yourself and you've tasted somebody else's Caesar salad and know what it's supposed to taste like, you, you have an idea, but it's not real until, until you've had a chance. So now that they had this full fall season they had, and they went up a team against a team like the Kryptonite, who's built very much like an East Coast team, I think they put themselves. They would have put themselves in a better position had they brought that whole squad back, but we don't know what that's going to be. So uh, I'm excited, man. Uh, you on the buzz, but the one thing I wanted to roll into, unless these other guys, uh, Chris and Casey, had questions for you, uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask this, but if they had something else, you kind of put this in motion on a podcast 
three, four weeks ago. Oh, no, it was probably six, eight weeks ago, talking about how good OG Buck was mm-hmm. and that he was probably him and or Trey Loke, one of the better quarterbacks it, 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 out east, especially in Baltimore. And now OG Buck is on who has been historically the best team in the league in the Patterson U, we hear. Mm-hmm. Is that what you've heard as well? Well, when I said this a long time ago, right, I say, okay, you know, I talked to my people around the league or whatnot, and I had my little sources. I said, um, you know, Buck is out. He's going to be out because, you know, no no shouts to my boy, but Buck is a regular season genius. But it's just, you know, when he get into the playoffs, it, you know, it just be the, uh, you know, Buck is one of the best quarterbacks out of Maryland. And correct you, it wasn't Trey Logue. It was probably John Goss Jr. That was the other, you know, good quarterback in our league. But when yeah, you mentioned him I, too. I I just remember Trey Lok specifically. You were saying that uh, in the regular season and in the fall, he's probably the star of the fall. No, it would it would go ahead. It would Look, be, keep on with OG Buck though. I don't want to okay, mess up. Your, okay. I don't want to mess up your phone. My bad. Okay, so OG Buck is you know regular season. He he is the man. He's like Peyton Manning. You know regular season setting records, doing his thing for him. But when he get into the playoffs, it just be like, all right, man. You know we know you're good enough to get here. What what can we do now? And he always comes up short. So, you know, I heard from the players, oh, man, you know, certain players say, yeah, he's going to be here. Certain players say he's not. You know, I asked OG Buck himself. He said, hey, man, I might be on a new team. I don't know yet. I say, okay, cool. Next thing you know, once the um once that um situation with everybody, you know, the rare breed and the gate is folding, we didn't know about the Watchmen. So when he went up to the U, I was just like, oh, wow. I knew he was going to be on another team, but I didn't think that he was going to take that trip to New Jersey every week. You know, I didn't think he was going to do that, you know, but hey, if this opportunity presents itself, why not? I mean, I, the U is a, is a very successful franchise, you know, been dominant and good for, for seasons, you know. You take Huff out and you add Buck, you know, we're going to see because Buck offense and Huff offense is two completely different offenses. So, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they come together as well. But, yeah, I definitely said, like, hey, man, you know, he ain't going to be here. I promise you that. He's not going to be here. And, hey, look what happened. All right, so so looking at film of both those guys play and their game style, it my take on it, and it's very limited because I only saw games of the week, and obviously OG Buck wasn't on very many of those for me to get a bunch of film on him. So <laughs> let me just preface it with that. My my take on those two quarterbacks you just mentioned, Quadro Huff and OG Buck, is Huff's game is kind of Huff as a point guard, pulling things off and finding guys in open spaces where Buck's offense is more set plays and, uh, you know, running through almost like a traditional offense mm-hmm. with and if, do you feel that that's an accurate statement we'll start there um yeah i do buck has a very okay. complex so, offense so with one, that and what you know go ahead, and, go ahead. so with that and what you know about the u do you think the u is better off with a guy like buck who because they have all those skill pieces and a fantastic o and d line where they can run those set plays and not have to worry about the guy next to them not doing their part do you think that they'll be better off with Buck as their quarterback or was Huff the better option for them? I would think me personally, Huff, because Huff been with them for 10 years, you know, and that's chemistry. 
You know what I mean? So when a new guy comes in and with a whole new system, them dudes has to learn that. You know what I mean? And practice. Now, I don't know if you're going to take that drive every week to go to practice. You know what I mean? Some You know how dudes be in this league. All oh, practice. You know, I don't need practice. We good. We're going to get it when we get there. Now, I do think they're going to be okay, but I think that it's going to be – if Buck stays, say if he play this year, I think they're going to be decent, but it's going to be a learning curve because they don't know Buck like they know Huffin. You know, when Huffin run his offense – Every dude know where to be or where he expects them to be. They don't know that with Buck, you know, because he's a new face. Yeah, they see they see him on film. Oh, yeah, you know, X, Y, Z. But when you plan with them and you see him on film, that's way two different things. Two different things. So I think that right now, Huff would be the better option because they don't know what Buck is capable of and they don't know his strengths just yet. But if he stay up there and play like a year or two with them, they're going to be spinning. I know Buck going to get him right, but I think it's just going to be more so of a learning curve for not only him to know what he, with the weapons he have on his hands, but for them as well in the system that they run. Well, and the question is, are they running, are they running his system or are they running their system and asking Ooh. him to step into their system? Now that part, I can't, I can't tell you, but I would say, I think that the dude, Ryan Shamal, he runs the U, from my understanding. I think that they're going to both put their minds together and they're going to come up with something. But I think that they're yeah, going to play. If you're but, not there to practice, like you're saying, mm-hmm. if he ain't driving up there every week to practice, then it's going to be tough for him to get his timing down with his receivers. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be, you know, just talking pure football. Yeah. That's going to be tough because mm-hmm. you can have <clears> – <throat> we've seen it, right? We've seen it in the, in the um, Pro Bowl. You can have teams with all these great players, but they get to practice together for a little bit and they can get some of the timing down before they go out and play. That's why I always found it very difficult to make those super teams because you have all these guys that have all these, um, whether they have the egos or whether they're, they're willing to just play together mm-hmm. and be football players first, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they can put all that, that ego aside and go out and play because they know they're that good as a team from top to bottom. But mm-hmm. the question is, <clears throat> two things when I'm listening to you talk, one of the first things I'm listening to, I'm hearing about a new quarterback. Well, a new quarterback needs time to gel with his players, period. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got that time, then the only time you got is when you're playing on the field. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it when you're playing on the field, you're going to do it with some hard knocks. Mm-hmm. I think we could all agree to that. Yes. Now, when you're talking about a super team coming in and trying to play, there's another situation, whether you practice or don't practice, everybody has that ego of, mm-hmm. hey, I was the top dog on my team. And now you're asking me to come in and play behind this dude. So the thing that, that is going to hurt a super team is if another team puts them in a situation where they are questioning themselves, that's mm-hmm. going to hurt them because that's when those egos start to show up. And mm-hmm. when those egos start to show up, man, you can break apart a team very quickly. You know that. Mm-hmm. They start to get argumentative and all that. You're definitely right. Exactly. So if, you, one, if I'm doing, if I'm playing a team like that, man, first thing I'm doing, I'm picking on the weakest guy they got, which might be a superstar. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm- hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are because that means you can give us money. That's right. You can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com. 
slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts. And also, we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now, sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy at tinyurl.com slash A7FLmerch. And also, you can find it in the show notes. Now back to that podcast you like. I'm going to pick on him to death because I want them questioning him. Mm-hmm. Because once you start to get those questions thrown, that's when you start to pick apart a team. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. But one thing I can say is Buck didn't go up there alone. So some of the dudes he brought with him, he got a little chemistry with. But is I think it's going, you know, it's going to be hard. And uh, me personally, I don't know about going up there. Like I said, piggybacking on what I said earlier, I don't know about going up there every Sunday or Saturday for practice. But you never knew. You never know. Guys could be dedicated and say, "All right, well, you know, come on, let's take this drive a couple practices. We may not make every practice, but you know, we can make some practices." Now that part, I don't know. But me personally, I don't see him going up there consistently. But you just brought up another point. If he's bringing his guys and I'm taking the offensive players, wide receivers, you got guys that are there talking about, well, wait a minute. Look, I was, I'm was i one of the better players on the squad. Mm-hmm. And you're going to bring in some other dudes that are supposed to be taking my position? That mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. But the quarterback has timing with those guys. He understands their route running. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the, anytime you have these types of changes, if you don't put in the time together, because we all know when you play football, it's a fraternity and it's a tight one. And you got to get in where you fit in. Mm-hmm. And to do that, the only way to truly do that is to spend time with those guys and mm-hmm. understand who they are and what they are. Mm-hmm. And if you're not spending time with them, and it's not necessarily on the practice squad. You, I mean, practice field, you know that. If you ain't spending time with them to get to know them, and what their likes and dislikes are. Definitely. You can have you you could have guys that that could vibe out on the field, but don't vibe necessarily off the field, and mm-hmm. therefore the quarterback doesn't look for them. Just saying. All right, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna railroad this conversation a little bit because I, I, there's some things that RT you said you said at the beginning of that about the you maybe taking a year or two to get it figured out. And mm-hmm. my interpretation of that is you is it sounds like you feel like they're going to take a step back this season. With, uh, I mean, is that I'm assuming that's fair to say. So with them still having, I assume Kareem Moon still on on the on the roster, and mm-hmm. him being one of their primary quarterbacks, you know, before Huff got there, and sometimes uh, he would take over a game for Huff. Mm-hmm. Do you still think that? Uh, do we feel that Buck's going to be the starter and the only quarterback, or they or as I'm sure Corey Hammond hammered you about 50 times, Buck <laughs> will take us a, a back seat and go, "Hey, Moon, you take this series. You're, you're better off right here than I am. Let me call the plays from the sideline." Do you, any um, idea? Are you talking to those guys close enough to know what their strategy looks like? Honestly, no. But I just look at it like uh, I don't think Buck is going to drive two hours every weekend to sit on the sideline. I don't think that's going to happen, to be honest with you. But I, I really can't say. I, I really don't know what their strategy is. You know, I, I'm honestly, I'm interested myself to see how they use Buck in their offense. 
All right. So uh, enough Patterson, Utah. How are you being used at, at the DC Buzz? Let's talk about that. Well, mainly, to be honest with you, I'm 30. So, you know, go ahead, baby. Go ahead. I'm 30. So, you know, this probably going to be my last season, to be no. honest with you. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to take full, um, RTU on full time and I'm going to try okay. to put out a lot more content. But mainly, you know, I'm probably, you know, trying to get the younger guys right because we have a young team, you know, and these dudes are hungry. So, you know, I'm a veteran. I come over, you know, and then it's trying to, you know, mentor the younger players. You know what I mean? Keep the team head level. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, you know, it, it used to be with this team when I used to watch them play. They'll be in the game all game. Somebody's scoring them first, their heads be going down. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to come over. Well, I've been over here trying to be that sideline presence, you know, and trying to, you know, get in. I make my little couple plays every now and then. You know, I, I ain't no superstar. I'm just a role player. You know, I make my couple plays every now and then. And I'm just trying to make sure the team stays level-headed. You know what I mean? And trying to mentor the younger group that's coming. Because, you know, it's time. Me, personally, it's time to pass the torch. Because them, these young cats and this new talent in the league, the league is evolving and the league is and the league is growing. So, you know, I just look at it like, yeah, you know, it's about that time for me to kind of take a step back and kind of take RTU on full time because one thing I notice is I don't heal the same. You know what I mean? So, you know, and I have two kids. So I want to be able to run around with my kids and, you know, as they out there playing sports and be able to teach them out there, I, you know, I go out here and I break something, then I'm I'm missing work or whatnot. So, you know, to me, I'm just trying to coach and pretty much help when they need me to come off the sideline then hey i'll do that Archie, i, I gotta apologize i don't know if you heard me i, I kind of snickered when you said about the 30 thing and and looking to retire i only yeah, snicker exactly. because i'm like damn you a young man yeah you are a young man talking about okay i'm 30 years old i'm gonna hang it up i was well into i was in my 40s before i was thinking about that Mm -hmm. and I look it, it ain't it ain't a negative I'm not being negative about it I understand mm -hmm. where you're going because you got these younger guys that are coming in and you want to teach them and here I am at my age and I'm looking to I'm looking at these young men play and I'm like man if these guys would just learn the game the way it's supposed to be played they could be tremendous players right. so I get where you're going with that man much respect for it too but if you've got, if you're a young man of 30 years old and you've got some information to give out, you know what? I would tell you, and this is just from my heart, I tell you, you mm -hmm. know what? Go be a player coach for a little while where mm -hmm. you're not playing full time, but you're able to, to give that information to these, to these young men and then show them how to do it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, these young guys, they, they get it. But when, once you show them a couple of times, you know what you're talking about, the respect's there, mm -hmm. then they start to listen even more. Yeah. So sometimes you got to go out there and show them what you're talking about for them to have the respect to understand you, where you're coming from. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, that's just pretty much what, you know, what I'm trying to do, you know, I mean, you know, just pass knowledge, you know, just, that's pretty yeah. much what I'm trying to do. Just pass knowledge for real, to be honest with you. So like, on that, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Didn't mean like, hold on. Um, I'm. I feel like when a couple of seasons ago, our fall was looking like a seven, and all the stuff that's been happening, all the stuff that's been happening so far, kind of made the league for me not fun anymore. 
because at a point in time before the money was involved, man, it was too, it was crazy competitive. Before, you know, the business champions getting 2,500 and all that stuff, it was crazy competitive because this we, we was playing for something, like we was playing for a championship. Now that there's money involved, you got the politics and stuff and all that, and dudes just simply don't want to play football no more. Dudes just want to, you know, and I'm not throwing those shots at the Washington. This is way before the Washington. Dudes want to stack teams and then, you know, take the competitiveness out of the game and just trying to, you know, run through everybody. Me personally, I don't want to be on no stack team. I want to play against, you know, the competition. You know what I mean? As a competitor. But after a while, man, you know, being in the league, as long as I've been in the league, I've seen a lot of things. And for me personally, like, yeah, like I say, man, for me, I just I just rather, you know, come off the bench sometimes, play, play a couple drives, but mainly just coach. Yeah, you said it best. I, I, I think the majority of us that are attached to this call think it's more fun being David and beating Goliath than being Goliath and being and beating David. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I never wanted to play on a stack team. I, you know, we, Chris and I both got recruited by other guys from time to time. We're like, look, we're going to make our team strong enough to beat you. You go, you keep doing you. We'll be all right over here. Mm-hmm. But I want to, I, I want to keep in Maryland for a minute and, uh, uh, or DC for a minute and uh, ask you. So who should we be keeping our eyes out for? We're watching the games of the week when you guys are on them. What names should we be listening for and who's going to pop off the screen for us? Well, for the Watchmen, oh man, they so talented. Um, I do know they got, they got guys like uh, Nick Mays. They have dudes like Lenny Manziel, um, Ant Mo, uh, the dude named Beefy. Um, it's a, it's, it's, at, they, with their team, it's like everybody's, it's lit. Everybody's a star. So, you know, it, I'll be going down almost the whole roster telling you, you know, about them dudes. But for the DC Buzz, um, you can look for Mark Diggs, Mike Gonna Make It, Lyle Wilkes, um, Pluck Turner, Isaiah, um, and a dude named Keon. Keon Charles, I believe his last name. Yes. All right, so so some of those names I've been hearing for a couple of years now, especially Mike Gonna Make It. Mike was it Mike Mike He Gonna Make It is what he calls himself, right? No, Mike Gonna Make It. Mike gonna make it. That's what I thought. Then I heard somebody else said, Mike, he gonna make it. I'm like, okay, well, either way is fine. It's it's hilarious. And then there was some dude that was to the apartments a couple couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Marty Marcel. <laughs> yep, to the apartments. Yes, yep, my yes sir. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, cool. well, cool. That's that sounds like fun. So uh and where do you fit in that? What position do you feel like you'll you'll be rocking this season with the way the DC buzz is constructed? Well, I play safety slash linebacker. I'm a, I'm a smaller dude, but I, I'm a good form tackler person. So I'm going to be mostly in the box trying to help shut down a run game. Awesome. And and is there a specific person that is on the buzz that you feel is going to be your suitable replacement when it's time for you to step away? Oh, of course. Um, My boy, Anthony Davis, we call him AD for short. Um, He's a young upcoming dude. And it's funny because when I joined the how's, buzz, how's his eyebrow? Is it how's his eyebrow? That's what I'm. <laughs> no, my man ain't got that uh, uni for real. My man's he yeah he just you know regular dude man. So, we'll get him an eye pencil so you can fix that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my boy, when I first met AD a couple seasons ago, when I met AD a couple seasons ago, I said to myself, I say, bro, if you would just listen and be a coachable player, you would shine in this league. But he always would say, no, nah, bro, no, nah, bro, I got it, I got it. And I say, boy, I see a lot of myself in you. So last season, 
wasn't one of his best seasons. You know, the season now that we're coming into, I told him, I say the first day of practice, I say, bro, listen to me. Let me coach you, bro. Like, just let me put you in a position to win. Let me put you in a position. And every single practice, he's been getting better and better and better because he's in a position now whereas though he's he's being played to his strengths and not weaknesses. You know what I mean? Like they'll put him out there. He played corner, they'll put him out there on the island. AD was never a bad corner, but he wasn't great neither. But I also realized like, dang, old dude runs up. He comes up and runs support and not too many corners in this league do that. Like actually really put their body on the line. And you know, it's not too many big body corners in the league. And AD, he's a fairly small dude, but he's going to come down there and he's going to make a form tackle, a smart tackle, you know? So I say, oh boy, if we could just put this dude in the box and not make him have to cover number one receivers and make him cover a tight end or a running back, oh boy, he'll be all right. Because I know for a fact that he can cover tight ends. He's fast enough and he's got the cover skills. And a running back coming out of the backfield, I know for a fact that if they do dump it off to him, he'll make the tackle or he will at least slow them up. So now that we're using him and how we're using him, he's going to shine this season. For a all fact. Right. Uh, that, that's a uh, excellent answer. And I think we're all going to keep our eye out for AD and see, see how he contributes this season alongside you and see what the future looks like for the squad. What about, sure. uh, wh- what do you guys have brewing at quarterback? Oh, we got Mark Diggs. We got, uh, we got Mark Diggs, you know. Um, he's been our quarterback for a couple of seasons now. You know, um, he was at one of the MVP candidates last year. You know, of course he didn't win, but he was up there. Mark Diggs, look out for him. I, I can't really see. He, he's a quiet dude. He's not really, you know, one of them dudes that be on the page talking crazy. No, he talked with his play. Smart-minded guy, you know. He And the crazy thing is, Mark is not mobile at all, and teams still can't stop him. You know, he, he he throws that ball. That's one thing I'm going to say about Mark. He throws that ball. And for his size, he's he's accurate. You know, and he low-key has a gun, and he has a football mind. Now, sometimes he tend to get a little spaghetti, you know, just go crazy in his head sometimes. But when Mark dialed in, Mark is dialed in. But a lot uh, so- of guys don't notice Mark because of, like, Okay, last season we won like three games. We were the bottom, you know, we were the bottom. We was like one of the uh highest seeds, higher seeds in the playoffs. And meaning by high, not one, but like at seven or seven or six. And a lot of dudes don't know him because the DC Buzz is not a top tier team in A7, you know. They've every season they've been climbing. So, you know, I feel like this season, I think Mark Diggs is gonna make the leap. And I think the DC Buzz is gonna make the leap to so you know a, be more competitive. Uh, that is a perfect segue to what I wanted to ask next. Thank you very much. So the DC buzz made the playoffs last season and got knocked yes. out by traveling in, down to Florida by yes. the eventual team that almost made it to the final four in the night crawlers. Right. Yes. I, what do you think was the biggest issue it, down there in Florida for them and why they weren't able to make the leap to make it to the round of eight? Uh, the DC buzz what was the reason. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest with you, right? As we watch film, and I don't know if you guys can agree with me, watching film and seeing somebody in person is two different things. When I say 
we watch film on Mark Bagway and we say to ourselves, oh, he used two down linemen. You know, we can get to this guy. Man, when they went, when we went down there, every dude on their team was fast as I'm talking about even the backups, even the older men with the gray hair. Fast. When I say we didn't count on that much speed, the offense was the offense was doing that thing. You know, they were scoring points. It was just the defense. Respectfully, we couldn't keep up with them. Everybody played like trash. You know, we we could not keep up with them. And now that's just the real. Them dudes, we, we underestimated their speed. And, you know, Florida is a speed state. So, you know, when we went down there, it was like, wow, this dude, Mouth Bagway, is for real. When you got to do fourth down and 30, and he scrambled with ease and scoring that fourth down and 30, it's just like, wow. And he just outrunning everybody out there. Like, it's, it was too easy for him. Yeah, what I said about Florida on the last podcast is they got four threes grow on trees down there, and that's something we all need to be very cognizant of and understand how to game plan against that. You know, there, there's way there's ways to beat it, and I don't know if we're giving out free game tonight, but there's ways to beat speed. Mm-hmm. And one thing I wanted to say, one thing I wanted to say is, every you know we everybody talking about you know the be more division jersey, but listen, the night crawlers are going to be a problem. And I'm going to say this now, they're going to be the next real threat out of all the other states, other than Baltimore, Jersey, to win an A7FL chip because they came up here and they tasted what it's like to say, okay, we played a top team and we almost beat them. And they only lost because they was out there goofing around, dancing, you know, not being disciplined football players. You know what I mean? Because if they was locked in the whole game, this could be a different conversation, you know? So... They're going to be a problem. And the dude got on my live, one of their leaders got on my live and said, listen, a lot of dudes don't know about this league, but I just want to let you know that y'all going to see a whole new different Nightcrawlers team. I'm just letting you know now we're going to take that division with ease. And I'm not going to hold y'all. I believe them. I know for a fact that Nightcrawlers are going to come out to Florida as the Florida champions. Probably again, that boy Mark Bagway and um, his name, D. Davis. I'm not, I don't know his, uh, his first name. But that linebacker number four that took Buck Soul in the middle of the field when they played them up here, I don't know if y'all seen that hit, but he, he yeah, he smashed baby boy in the middle of that field. But he said on the live, we're coming. And I believe him. So mark my words, they're going to be a threat next season. Watch what I tell you. Was, the, anything, was that Deontay Henderson you're talking about, linebacker? I believe so. He had number four. Okay, I think that's what it was too. Yes, yep. So you're absolutely right. Yes. So we had the uh, Florida podcast guys on last week, and with I said we, it was me and Casey in the background listening because he he couldn't contribute for the for most of the game because of a bad connection. But uh, we they obviously both being on the Orlando Ghosts feel like they have enough to to beat the Nightcrawlers. Have you seen enough out of the Ghosts to to understand what they're bringing to the table and? Uh, the other teams out of Florida now with the orange and uh, the A team, which of course the guys on the podcast call the B team. Uh, do do we feel like they don't have enough to stack up against the Nightcrawlers or the Ghosts? Do you do you know enough about them to understand what that what that is? Okay, so the Ghosts they're they're a decent team, but I'm gonna be honest with you, they're not gonna be enough for Mark Bagway and them. The only real threat I see that can possibly possibly contend with them is the Orlando Orange only because they got um, 
they got the uh, last year Florida MVP and Long Gray, that quarterback, you know. So I don't care what they say. His arm is not as good, but, but he tore the league up their first season. And they came up here, yeah, they came up here and got 70 put on him. But he was the man down there until Mark Bagway showed up. And I think that just like up here, the argument is with uh, OG Buck and John Garth Jr., the one and the two. Down there, me personally, is Mark Bagway and then it's Lauren Gray. Now, if Lauren Gray can work on his arm this offseason, I think that the Old Town Orange will be a threat. But I do think that the Nightcrawlers are going to come out of Florida again. Again. And then, and then the Florida champion will play the DMV champion. Hey, and we're we, we going to see. Right. So what do you think the buzz chances are of coming out of the DMV and having to beat up or, or beat the likes of BIC, Patterson U, and the Watchmen? And you know, let's talk about the Silksy Animals, Huff, Huff's new squad. What do, you mm-hmm. think the, what do you think your buzz's chances are of making it out of that division to take on the eventual champion of the Florida division, which you, you've said that you think is going to be the Nightcrawler? Mm-hmm. I think uh, the D.C. Buzz, I think we have a fair opportunity if we stay together, play D.C. Buzz football. And, you know, that that's pretty much what it is. Um, We all know that B.I.C., the U, the Watchmen, they're going to be tough teams regardless. They're going to be tough teams. Now, you know, I think that right now we are the underdogs, you know, even Huff going to the animals because, you know, a couple of sources telling me that preseason scrimmages out in Jersey, they out there smoking teams. And, you know, the animals ain't winning games in seasons. They've been like Owen forever for forever. You know what I mean? So just for them to taste that first preseason dub, you know, now they got it's a different mentality over there. And then Huff just going over there alone. It it's it lights a fire now because okay guys now we well, we have a quarterback now we got we can actually compete and we can actually win and when you breathe confidence into a team like that they can go as far as Huff going to take them but I think that um the DC Buzz I think we got a 50-50 chance I'm not gonna hold you I think that if we stay together we play DC Buzz football and you know we keep our heads on straight I think that we can have a chance to compete with top tier teams. All right. So one of the things you mentioned earlier is that we didn't think that Huff, not sorry, excuse me. We didn't think that OG Buck in the first season was going to be able to pull it together enough to elevate to the next, to the next level this season. We think it's maybe next season. So mm-hmm. what I want to ask you is given the platform of the DMV right now, who do you think is going to be the two that match up in the championship for the DMV to, to, pl- to eventually play the Florida team? Mm. Mm. And, and let me set, let, let me set it up a little better. So BIC coming back, all their returners, they lost CP3 and a couple other guys that weren't key starters for them, but their starters are pretty much all returning as far as we know. We have the new look U that is lost Huff, but has brought over some real big cats from from the Maryland division. Mm-hmm. We got the Silk City Animals that you just talked about. Huff is cooking, and there's somebody to to be mindful of. You got the mm-hmm. Watchmen, you got the Buzz, and then you have the New Look Snow Tribe with Corey Hammond as the quarterback and all that big beef on the line. I mean, there's there's a, a lot of things happening in that division. Who who do you think is going to be one and two to to potentially come out of that division to take on the Florida team? Mm. So what I'm gonna say, that's a, that's a tough question. I'm gonna say BIC has a very high chance 
you know, because on my live, they said, you know, they recruited a, a lot of more dudes, a lot more rookies that's just as good as the rookies they had. So, you know, I think that their recruiting class, I think, you know, is going to be crazy, just like it was crazy last season, because these dudes that they have on that team this season, the team that y'all seen, we ain't never seen some of these dudes before. So dudes like Barati, dudes, um, that big dude that's on that defensive line, number seven, Abby. Um, it's a Ricky Tate. There's a couple notable names that were rookies last season that made a really big impact. So, you know, I think they're going to be good, you know, and they have a really good chance of being the number one, number two. I think that the U, if they gel properly, I think that they could be at least a number three to two team. And I don't, I don't think that the animals, I think that they're going to get to the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to like go like to like far because I don't feel like they have enough. You know what I mean? Like Huff brought some pieces over there, but their team is not built like BIC team. Like they have at least three to four guys at every position that can do the job good. You know what I mean? It's not no real drop-offs. Now with the animals, I don't really know their roster, but from the little bit of dudes that I've heard went over there, yeah, they're going to be good, but I don't think that they're going to make it far. DC Buzz, we can. I feel like the DC Buzz control our own destiny. You know what I mean? The season is going to be what we make it. Um, Snow Tribe, I don't think Corey's going to be it for them. I'm just going to be real with you. I don't, I'm just going to be honest with you because, from my understanding, you know Corey, Corey, a, a decent quarterback. I'm not going to sit here and say like he, he's trash or anything, but I don't think he's going to be it for him. I think Corey, the Snow Tribe, is more of a running team. And Corey likes to go out there and use his arm. I don't think that they have the real weapons or the defense to really make it anywhere. I don't really think they're going to make the playoffs, to be honest with you. But interesting. So right, we'll put a, let's put a pin in that and come back to it because I definitely want to okay. talk about that. But I, but I still want to hear who you think the top two teams are going to be represented in the DMV to play for the the DMV championship. Okay. I, I mean, is it safe to say you think BIC is one and the, the it's open for number two and we can yes, get a – that's how I feel. Okay, so we'll say BIC is in and who just – gun if to your I'm head, you got to gotta make a choice. Who is it? I'm going to go on a word. If not the DC bus, I would say the Watchmen. All right. I like it. So, I like that. So, so rolling back to the conversation about the snow truck, and Corey Hammond stepping in as quarterback, and he's mentioned it a bunch of times on their podcast that he's not even sure he's going to be the starter at quarterback. But what he does bring to the table is the ability to call an offense, run an offense, and give them some balance because what they didn't have in the games that I saw was balance, right? Their option was run left, run right, run up the middle, and maybe confuse you and drop one over the top if you're not paying attention. They were not Mm -hmm. balanced enough for people to respect their passing game. Mm-hmm. with Corey potentially back there and having a good run game, you you have to you have to be mindful of the threat to pass. I'm not saying it's game changer, but you're saying that you think they're going to take a step back because they made the playoffs last season. You're saying with Corey and Eddie Petio and whoever else stepped up there, they're, because of all the other changes in that division, that they're actually going to take a step backwards and not go forward? Yes, that's what I believe. I don't believe Corey is going to be it for them. I just don't, I just can't see that because Corey is stepping into a new situation. You know what I mean? And, you know, they have their system. And if he not even for sure he's going to be the starter, then, oh, boy, 
then he might I, he might kind of isolate himself in a sense. You know what I mean? Because like one thing I, I always looked at it like Corey has never I don't want to say he's never really had a team behind him, but these last couple seasons, Corey has been splitting time. Corey is good enough to be the starter, be the main. You know what I mean? If I was Snow Tribe, I'm not gonna hold you. Depending on whoever this other quarterback is, they talking about Corey would be my starter, but he don't even know. So you this dude that's supposed to be starting over Corey, they already got their system. You know, when we know Corey Hammond gonna get in the game, oh yeah. We know the chances of passing the ball will dramatically go up. But the first three, no, the first two games of the season is going to really tell. Definitely going to tell. But me personally, I feel like Corey Hammond is good enough to start on a team and command the offense and, and breathe life into a team. But he has to have the team to believe in him and say, this is our guy. And right now that's not happening. And that could be a confidence break too. Because sometimes dudes could be looking at it like, oh, man, if y'all don't trust me and I know I'm better than this dude, then, hey, the heck with y'all. It is what it is. We just got to see when he's been when he's in that position. All right. So uh, we've talked about we've talked about the Baltimore division. We've talked about the Florida division. What we haven't discussed is the West. How, How much of our fall season did you see? Well, I've seen the kryptonite. I've seen the pit bosses. I've seen, I don't really know how to pronounce their names, but I call them the wolf pack. The red team with the three little wolves on them. That's what I call them in my we head. Have uh, yes, Insomniacs. I've seen a couple of them games. Um, man, one thing I want to say is y'all are doing the damn thing down there, man. So whoever running that down there, listen, my hat's off to you, man, because Y'all no, doing that's it, everybody on this podcast except for listen, except for yep. Kelly, who's actually running listen, things. But <laughs> y'all, listen, hey, listen, man. Right. Look at looking at some of them games and looking at where y'all taking that lead down there, man. Shout off, shout. I shout out every last one of y'all, man. You feel me? Uh, uh, kudos and everything to y'all, man, because y'all doing it, man. So I've seen the championship game. That was a good game. I've seen um, the Insomniacs versus uh, the Kryptonite. And I've seen the other few games, but they were kind of in the wild, like kind of in the rearview mirror because I eventually developed a liking for the kryptonite and that D-line, especially number six and number five. You know what I mean? And I also like to do the Nassamias quarterback with the dreads. Uh, I believe it's K Uno. I'm not too sure. And the pit boss's quarterback, number two, dude's pretty decent too. I'm not going to hold you. But I truly think, you know, when they do come up and play a team like BIC, like the U, or like the Watchmen, I think that then y'all will really understand where y'all at as a division or, you know, where y'all top team is, to be honest with you. I think that I'm going to tell you just like I told them dudes from Florida last season. Y'all got, let's say, hypothetically, eight, nine teams now. Next day, seven, that eight, nine teams going to come four teams. Because they're going to realize, okay, eventually they're going to have to stack them teams to come up here and compete. This is my personal opinion. But one thing I will say is I think that the force is going to come out there and take that again. Wow. I don't know if they're coming back, but I think the force is coming back. So you think force is going to repeat even after everything you've seen, including the championship game from the fall, huh? Yes, because I feel like – 
some of them dudes that was on certain teams were a part of the force. And I think that the force get back together, you know, a lot of a lot of talent is leaving the Exomniacs, Kryptonite, um, the Pitbulls. Until you beat the number one team, you, it's hard to say that someone else is going to knock them off, except for they may have lost a couple starters to some other squads. So, mm-hmm. so and, and that's how I look at it. Like, you know what? You know, they they won last season, you know, convincingly low-key. You know, so to me, the force is my team to come out, just like the Nightcrawlers and my team to come out. You got until you beat them, then they they the favorite. Well. And I think that the force is going to take it. But I, I do think that if the Kryptonite somehow could stay together, they're going to be a threat to the force. Well, they're, they're definitely they're definitely not together, and, and, yeah, and unfortunately, we won't we won't oh, be well, able to yeah, see that. Well, you can sew this on yeah. up because if uh, that dude Pac Man too, he he back on the force too. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so Pac Man's back on the the RTC. We we've heard maybe we'll be an insomniac, but he's supposed to be back on the force. There's a mm-hmm. there's a lot of jumping around happening in Vegas. We don't really know what the final roster construction is, but based on the way the franchises are built, and based on where the management goes, and based on what happened last season, I, I think it's safe to say the force are in the number one position, and everyone else is going to be knocking on their door until you know the games actually get played and that's that's my position on it and well, you know, I, like a... they say like they say for everything right to be the man you got to beat the man mm-hmm. right now the force is the man facts facts i agree so... and i think that the force coming up here and beating the snow tribe and playing a team like bic they got a taste of that so it's no doubt in my mind that once the force come up out of vegas they're gonna beat the first team that playing because I feel like it's going to be a weaker team. They're going to beat the first team. But when they got to see BIC again, or if they see them again, or if they got to play to you, they know now what to expect. And I expect a better game. Because a couple last year sometime, I don't know who I was talking to on Instagram. I say, listen, the force, after they beat Snow Tribe, they're going to come up here to BIC, and they're going to lose by four touchdowns because they simply don't know. You know, they, they beat a loyalty team, which is cool. I would never take a dub away from nobody. You know, you, you play who was in front of you. But I knew that the experience factor would play a huge part in that, in that loss they took. And they came right up here. They fought, but they lost by four touchdowns. So, you know, I think that they're going to be a little bit more prepared this go around. Do I think they're still going to lose if they got to run into BIC? Yes, but it's going to be well, better. I- Sure. Anyway, so I, I want to kind of talk about so the playoff structure, right? So the team from Vegas mm-hmm. is going to have to beat the the champion from LA, and the winner of that will advance to play the champion from Ohio. So I, I'm guessing you don't know much about the LA teams because they haven't been on TV a lot. If you do, you can say say you do because I'm right now. I'm just going to really throw don't. out and and say that the Aces are likely going to be the. And I do know they, about the Aces. I do know about the Aces, and I do know about the Ohio, the Covington Heights. I do know about that green team. That's right. one thing I can say, because I've seen them come up here and play last season. And right, they so came up here and lost the Snow Tribe. Medical then. So if the Force ends up playing the Covington Heights based on what you saw of the Force and the Covington Heights last season, who do you think will advance to play in the championship out of those two if they were to meet, based on what you've seen? Oh, all right. I'm going to say this now. In my eyes, the force going to listen. They're going to walk everything up over there. I think the force is going to be in the championship, respectfully. You know, it's just who they're going to play in the championship. 
You feel me? I think that nobody in Las Vegas got an answer for the force, but nobody in Ohio has an answer for the force. Now, if that Covington Heist team, that same Covington Heist team comes out, I mean, they're going to be, it's going to be a decent game because of that quarterback and that light-skinned dude that was running that pill and had like 15 tackles when they played um, the snow trial. But I don't think that's going to be enough. I do not think that's going to be enough. I honestly see the force walking everything down there. I don't see it being a no competition. I think that the force is hungry because they came up here last season confidence and they didn't expect that ass whooping. Sorry to say it like that, but they didn't expect what they got last season. So they're coming back like, oh, no, we got a bad taste in our mouth. We here now, you know, and, th and that's what I'm expecting. I expect them to be led by that dude, Pac-Man, and I expect the, a whole bunch of hungry dudes to come out there and that coaching staff. I expect them to be hungry. You know what I mean? I expect them dudes to come out and want it just simply more than anybody else. And I think that they're good. They want to play BIC. So, you know, they're going to be kicking a lot of ass this season. I, I truly believe that. I don't think it's going to be nobody in LA, even the aces or the heist. I don't think they, they're going to be able to compete with them at all. Well, RTU, I must say, man, you, you are a take machine, and I'm glad that you've got a podcast in this league and you're giving game because uh, everything you did tonight was completely on the fly. You had no idea what we we're going to talk about and had things to contribute everywhere across the board to the point right. where we've just gone through this whole thing. And we, per your predictions, we've got the force versus the BIC in the championship and the BIC winning. We, we, put, we put this whole thing together just like that. Yeah. Well, damn. Now I don't have to make it. I don't have to think about anymore. I don't have to say <laughs> a damn thing. When we start making our yep. predictions, I, I guess if I'm going to be be real, I guess I got to go with the force. I, I mean, after right. listening to are you, I mean, after listening to you speak, man, I, I, how am I going to change that? I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just happy you had content, regardless of what you said. I, that's just truly what I believe, you know, and I, I watch a couple of games every now and then, you know, I even go back and watch some of the, like, I watched the game, you know, where the force lost to BIC and I watched the game where, you know, the force beat um, Snow Tribe and I see, you know, I, I watch film because one thing about myself is even if we play y'all week five and it's week one, even I, I watch a lot of film, you know, I watch what people do and what people don't do. How many times you run your plays? What, how, many, how many plays do you have out of one formation? And a lot of dudes don't do that. And I think that the force is going to clean up a lot of the mistakes through, that they made when they played BIC. And they're going to clean the mistakes up throughout the season. You know, it's not really no team, not no one player that's going to beat the force. I just don't see it happen. Not at all. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? If dudes are smart, I'm not going to hold you. I would, you know, if I was somebody down there, other than the kryptonite, I would try to go to the force. Me personally. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. You no, know? no, you hey, wouldn't because you don't, you don't like front runners. You want to be David. Exactly. No, don't start, don't start that shit. Oh, you right. You be an insomniac. Hey, you matter of fact, you might be right. But after a while, you know what I mean? After a while, people get tired of ass whoopings. You know what I mean? And me personally, if I join your team, I feel like I got to beat you first. Before I join your team, I got to beat you first. So, you know, you you possibly right. I possibly would be 
try to go to, you know, the weaker team and say, hey, come on, dudes, let's let's get it together. Let, let's get it straight. You know what I mean? Let's let's go out here and compete. I may not be the best of player, and I'll be the first to say, hey, I ain't the best out here, but I'm smarter than a lot, football-wise, football-mind-wise. You know what I mean? Because when 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 people look at a film, they look at it totally different. And I ask dudes, I say, well, you know, when you look at film, what you do? Well, bro, I, I, I just watch their plays. I, I just see what they do. Well, do you watch how many times they run that certain play? Do you, like I said, do you watch how many times they run a certain play out of a certain formation? Do you look at the motions? Do you see that their motions is setting up a pick play for one dude to be open? You know what I mean? And plus, I had to start studying film because of two dudes, John Goss Jr. that played quarterback for the Gators and OG Buck. Because, you know, it was a chess match. I lost some of them chess matches, but I also won a few. You know what I mean? They up on the score, you know, but watching that film and just seeing what those dudes do, you know, every weekend and week out, man, you know, it got me better as a player from just watching them and watching what offenses do. Because me personally, I don't play offense. I like to play defense. And the only reason why I don't play offense, because when them dudes be trying to tackle you on the field, them dudes be coming crazy. And me personally, I'm one of the, I talk too crazy up here. So I already know the minute I get on offense, I already know what time it is. Oh, these dudes trying to, these dudes trying to really send me to the hospital and I won't let that happen. So guess what? I'm going to be the aggressor. I'm going to be the dude making a tackle. So. Right. Better to be hit than, than receive the hit, right? Yes, uh, better to give yes, the hit sir. than receive the hit. <laughs> I didn't seen too many dudes go to sleep, man. For real. I didn't seen too many dudes go to sleep. Trust me, man. It's. Woo, and I don't want to be that. I got kids. I don't, you know what I mean? I got work the next day. I got to be out there breaking myself up, you know. That's what's up. All right, y'all. Well, I think we've uh, covered everything that I wanted to on this. Casey, do you have any uh, parting shots you want to get out there? Man, it's been great. I'm glad, RTU, you were able to come on and save the show for no better words because we absolutely <laughs> were running out of shit to talk about until you jumped on. So thank you for coming on tonight. It was a pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to finally get to talk to you. Um, And now I'm excited for what the spring season is going to bring all the way around for the whole entire league. I think it's going to be exciting from start to finish. No doubt, man. I appreciate it, man. It's always a man. When, when I got that, I didn't see you on Instagram initially, you know, but when I got, when Derek hit my inbox, man, I was excited, man, you know, just to see that, you know, people, I don't know if y'all ever watched my show, you know, but the fact that RTU had, you know, did y'all know the name, man, that it means the world to me, to be honest with you. It really means the world to me. And if y'all can, I definitely going to need y'all to drop that link so I can post on my page so my viewers can come and show y'all love. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Like, it, I, I can't find the words to say you know like wow like when I made this a couple seasons ago I didn't think that I would be on a podcast with dudes from Las Vegas you know dudes from New Jersey I thought this was going to be just something local you know what I mean but it started really catching on but once again man I appreciate you man for real well let me just say that you are the very first person that I actually spoke to outside of a7 player in Nevada that was an a7 player outside of our our region you were you got at me on Instagram a year and a half ago when I first mm-hmm. got involved and started posting, and you and I had a little had a little chat. So I appreciate you putting me on game and helping me understand things from your perspective. And yes, I, 
when I first got involved, I was consuming as much A7FL content as, as I could, and you were the only content that was out there that wasn't mm-hmm. just the games that were being played. So I appreciate that more than anything. No doubt, man. Appreciate you as well, man. For real. All right. Chris, you got any parting shots? And look, all I can say is I appreciate you with everything that you've you've said tonight. Um, you like Derek said, you didn't have any idea what we we're gonna talk about, and you had a take on every bit of it. Um I am gonna have a little fun with you and say, we're gonna hold you to what you said about uh the championship game. Let's see how right you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are, uh, man, I might have to brand you a prophet, but um, <laughs> to, to understand what you, what you're saying and the things that you've talked about tonight, man, I appreciate you coming on and, and giving us some of that knowledge because, uh, in, in reality, I was really quiet listening to you because some of the stuff you were talking about was, um, takes it really I didn't think about and you had some really good takes on what you're talking about and the re- the rationale and the reasoning behind it was really good too Absolutely. so I appreciate everything you said appreciate you man I thank you bro thank you all right well well for me I don't really have any parting shots I just want to thank uh RTU uh and tell all of our listeners talk real talk university Instagram yes. Facebook listen watch for the lives check out the old the old shows get, get that free game from a guy who's been doing it in this league since 2015 and get an understanding of what it looks like in Baltimore from a real player's perspective. Uh, I want to yes, plug, I want to shamelessly plug our uh, fan appreciation day coming up on March 19th, 10 a.m. Bonanza High School, followed by at 12 p.m. by our preseason jamboree. Uh, all eight teams, if available, will be stacking up against each other, playing two series apiece and getting an understanding of what each team looks like, what the roster looks like, how, how, how they gel together and and what could be the preview for the season and then our season just like everywhere else in the country kicks off march 26th but in vegas will be 11 a.m bonanza high school you'll be able to find us on uh uh, a7fl.tv on fox channel 5.2 and cox channel 125 locally and on the game of the week uh with our national broadcast partner which will be announced on a7fl.tv as well uh that does it for me casey if you would please Take us out. Yes, for me, I am Casey Cox. This is the other side of the ball. He is Derek Duncan, Chris Varick, RTU. For us, until next time, we will see you on the other side of the ball. Backyard fundamentals, baby. Wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party, don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this, or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now, do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because, because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. 
And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face.